construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. Well, welcome everybody to the Flagstick Podcast. I am Jeff Bonner and this guy here is Scott McLeod. Um, the Flagstick Podcast this week brought to you by the Canadian Pro Shop Online. With amazing prices on all the latest brand name golf equipment, all in one convenient location online. It's never been easier to upgrade your game, whether it's drivers, irons, putters, or whatever your golf game needs. The Canadian Pro Shop Online has the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online today at CanadianProShopOnline.com. Just before we get going, as always, make sure you're following us across all social media networks, Instagram, uh, X, Facebook, TikTok. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts for now, Apple Podcasts, and uh, we also really encourage you to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Like us, click the notification bell, and make sure you never miss a single episode of this or anything else that we put up there. Um, Scotty Mac. Yeah, been a while. Episode 58. Episode 58. Yeah, I mean, like a little sitcom there. Episode 58. You don't want to record it early last week, so it's been a little bit longer between takes. Um, I was on the road for a little bit to yeah, a couple of different destinations, and we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit as we discuss what we're going to get to in the back nine. But good to see you. Yeah, you too. You too. Weather has weather has changed. It oh has boy, shifted. since our last podcast, it's shifted. My yard is full of leaves, which I need to get out of there. But it is so wet, so wet. You're supposed to say, "How wet is it?" How wet is it, Jeffrey? So wet that the leaves are stuck to the ground, like they're like they are covered in crazy goo. Oh, they will oh. not come up with the leaf blower. Putting the lawnmower out is, there is, is, a, is okay. a bad idea. Your wife is not listening. This is not your excuse for why you're not cleaning up the yard. Hey, normally the yard cleanup is not my responsibility. That lies on the uh, uh, at the feet of uh, my my youngest, Brandon, but. Um, he's still recovering from his surgery, so he's not oh, yes. allowed to do it. So I'm supposed Perfect. to do it, but I get the I get the hairy yeah. eyeball from him pretty much every day as to why I'm not maintaining the uh, <laughs> chipping green and the tea decks, right? Uh, and right. the light. So gotcha. I think he's allowed to cut the grass now. So he's he's back. We'll get on, him on it. He's back on yard. We yeah. Well, maybe once we get rid of some of the uh, wetness out there, then yeah. we can get at it. But. It's hard to believe how much it's flipped. Holy moly. I mean, it just, uh, I don't know if there's another flip on the horizon, but. Well, let's hope so. In a good way, in a positive way. Yeah. Let's flip it over, get a little little bit warmer, some sunshine out there for at least another, let's say two or three weeks. Yeah. I think there's a little bit coming, a little bit bump in temperature for those uh, that don't know we're in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So uh, obviously, you know, winter is impending, but uh, we've still got some fall left here. But yeah, I think some temperatures are going to go up a little bit. I hope so. I've still got two fall scrambles to play in. So I'm hoping not to to freeze to death, although I was a little cool playing golf the other day. But I have to comment those, those those watching on YouTube and there, there are those that do watch on YouTube. Um, that i know you know we want to promote things but man that logo on your ass <laughs> that's like having a big forehead man that thing is uh, that is a massive logo yeah i'm sure kevin thistle and uh gord percy from the pga canada i did see i read did run into gord last week by the way down in nova scotia I don't see him all year he's you know obviously he's the gm uh head professional at smith falls golf club but uh, as the uh, president of the pga of canada i did run into him down at their rbc pga scramble uh but yes uh branding 
large. Which branding? I'm all for branding. I'm all for branding. We're going to talk about branding in the back half for sure. And it's definitely not a subtle logo. Now is that is that one of those three D three D embroideries or is that a flat? Flat no, it's it, it's 3D. So okay, I mean, well, so it's not, it's 2D, not only is it big, but it it is it jumps uh, out. It jumps out. It's, yeah, you, uh, yeah. You, you definitely know. Oh, ew, that, that person must be a member of the PGA of Canada. <laughs> Sure, or they so. bought a very big hat, a very uh, big hat with a very big logo from somebody from the PGA of Canada. Yeah, that's it. So, anyways, what are we going right. on about today? We got well, lots going on. Well, we kind of have a you know a format here where we are going to kind of get caught up on some news. Now, getting yep. caught up on the news is always going to be part of the front nine, but there's going to be a little sure. less of the local stuff as we kind of wind down the next couple of weeks and and all these uh, local golf events stop happening because there's no place to play them. Uh, but we're going to do that in the front nine, obviously, uh, um, you know, some of those topics we're going to also going to include uh, a little bit of discussion about the PGA tour fall series that's going mm-hmm. on right now. Yep. Uh, and particularly, uh, how that, uh, is, uh, including, uh, Lexi Thompson. Yeah, for sure. So we will have a little chat about that. Cause I know that is a bit of a, a topic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, on the back nine though. Now we're getting into some stuff that really interests me. Right, it all course. interests exactly me. Exactly why I threw it in there. We talk about the Cabot-like success formula. Right. And this is particular revolving around uh, a golf course's uh, use of tools to market their facility and what they do to, you know, to to create success through marketing genius, yeah. we'll call yeah. it. Uh, yeah. But we're going to get into that in the back nine. That's up my alley because anybody that knows anything about this guy, uh, meaning me, knows that I am a marketing guy and uh, one of the biggest pet peeves I have is watching golf courses go through the motions without really doing anything to uh, mm-hmm. to sustain, sustain themselves long-term through marketing, uh, successful marketing objectives. So yeah. uh, we are going to talk that and uh, because it is things that people see at tournaments, at golf courses when they, uh, sure. when they go play them. So uh, with that in mind, let's get to the front nine. Uh, presented by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Golf season is here for now, uh, but it is yes. winding down. But you can yeah. still save on golf this year um, with the uh, with the game packs. You can also get your memberships now uh, okay. for next year. So you might want to do that because sometimes there's some deals going on. Um, visit MetcalfGolf.com uh, to shop now for those great game packs and great membership yeah. deals and the and the colors are popping right now and i oh, know yeah. it's particularly at a course like metcalf which i've been it does the pleasure over there yeah i've had the pleasure to go out there and photograph a little bit uh in the fall time so yeah gr- great time to get out there and see the colors and uh, enjoy that before all the leaves fall on the ground and end up blowing across the street and onto uh, jeff's lawn yeah they can't get here from over there <laughs> no that'd i'm be in the, big, i'm in the middle be of a big band of trees i only wish there were more uh, more evergreen trees around me and less uh what do you what do we call them uh leafy deciduous, trees deciduous deciduous trees deciduous, deciduous. Yes. during uh, that word deciduous this is, when this I was is not a biology school. podcast but uh we'll, yeah, exactly. we'll that. coniferous and deciduous coniferous and deciduous Words Christmas, we never Christmas we're, trees and leafy trees. That's words <laughs> words we never say or never thought we'd ever say in a podcast. Exactly. So, yeah. Useless information we learned in school that we're now mm-hmm. using on a podcast as a form of educating people. I guess it was um, not useless. Or complaining about crap. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. So right. first off, uh the OVGA, Ottawa Valley yeah. Golf Association, is seeking volunteers. And this is kind of one of those times of the year, mm-hmm. seasons winding down. Some volunteers are on their way out. They've yep. fulfilled their commitment. Uh, 
or they're moving on to other things and there's spots available on the uh, uh, on the board. There's yep. spots available for volunteers. Now, some of those positions that they're currently looking to fill include tournament chair, mm -hmm. women's tournament director, yep. tournament administrative assistant, and a communications director. Um, these are big positions because mm -hmm. they all involve one key word in there. That's tournaments. tournaments and that's what uh that's what the uh the ovga does you know yeah, that's the they big 20, thing that they, they ran do 23 is. of them this year so so having a tournament chair a, a women's tournament director an administrative assistant and a communication that's very important and a communications director there's got to be somebody out there yeah it has a strong understanding of social media has a fairly decent marketing um knowledge base mm -hmm. that can get in there and help the ovga continue building on what they have been trying to build on over the last bunch of years um, on establishing a more of a social media presence mm -hmm. and establishing a strong marketing program. Yeah, I think this is a, a good opportunity even then for someone who's a little bit younger who's just looking for something to pad their resume um, and, you know, get something in there. You know, maybe they've got some uh, education on this, uh, maybe some slight experience with some different other associations or businesses or whatever, but, uh, this is a good way to get into the sports media side of it, as far as the comms. And, you know, I think we both know that these are, these are pretty important. Um, you've obviously served on the board for the OVGA. I was involved on the board with the Kingston district for golf association of Ontario. Um, these associations need volunteers. They just don't run by themselves and they're not in a position to, you know, hire people full time to do it. And you know what, if you've been part of these association events, maybe it's time to kind of step up and, and do your part and not just wonder why things happen or don't happen. They happen because there's people that give up their time and do things for the sake of the association, not just for themselves, but again, it's a good experience to go do it. Um, but these associations need people uh, to volunteer. So uh, you can actually go to flagstreet.com if you want. And uh, we've got a post up there with the appropriate email addresses if you want to uh, dig into that more, as well as a link uh, to more details of those positions as well. All right, uh, we also have a um, uh, an outgoing CEO um, and uh, and an incoming uh, interim CEO with yeah. the, uh, with the uh, Superintendents Association, Canadian Golf Superintendents Association. Yeah, uh, Jeff Calderwood, uh, obviously from the NGCOA, the CEO over there. Uh, he's been doing the dual role for six years now. Um, and the it's the end now of the contract uh, for him as the CEO. And basically their board has looked at the transition of where they're going to go next. Uh, Catherine Wood, uh, who's the COO of the uh, Superintendent's Association, she will become the interim CEO. Um, not so sure if she's, she'll naturally go to that position i think she probably should she's been involved with the association for quite some long time or quite a long time um but yeah it's the end of uh, jeff's era and uh, Catherine will take over for now and we'll see what uh, we'll see what progresses from there uh, they have their big um they have their big management uh, association uh, event coming up in the springtime early in the spring i think it's february so i think by then they will have a a permanent CEO in place, whether that's Catherine or they, they uh, keep recruiting and, and put someone else in place. Perfect. Now the world junior girls golf championship is set to return to the national capital region in 2026, where the Royal Ottawa golf club is going to play host to the uh, world junior girls golf championship in 2026. Great golf course to host a, a tournament oh, like yeah, this on sure. and a great facility. 
all yeah. around for them to be able to uh, practice and prepare the the week of the event. Yeah, Greg Richardson, who just took over there um, as the general manager, quite excited about that. Chris Ballmer, uh, the president, very excited as well. I managed to, uh, I was playing on Tuesday with the uh, the co-chair from this year's event, which just completed at the Brampton Golf Club. And, you know, it's such a positive experience. And, and Kelly Miller from Brampton, you know, she was telling me how great it was to, you know, it was the biggest championship ever. They've had it since 2014, but they had the most number of athletes there. Canada actually won the, the uh, Canada one team uh, won the, the team event, which is the first time they have um, this event has just gotten bigger and bigger. I mean, fantastic players that, you know, have gone on to LPGA tour success, uh, be it Brooke Henderson, Hannah Green, Yuka Sasso, Megan Kang, Maja Stark. Um, they've all played in this, this championship. So um, credit Valley is going to host next year. St. Catharines will host in 2025. So this Golf Canada has just laid this out. This is the this is the three uh, that will host. And, you know, the National Cup region has hosted three times already. Uh, the Marshes had it two times. And then Camelot had it as well. And Greg's experience, uh, you know, as the former GM over at uh, Camelot will certainly be helpful for this. And, you know, as you mentioned, amazing facility. Uh, the practice facility is likely one of the best, if not the best in Canada, yeah. Um, I, I think the players are just going to be blown away. These players coming in from all over the world and, and people should realize they should go out and watch this, but there's also opportunities to get involved in other ways. Uh, they put on a great, uh, clinic for junior girls. I was involved with uh, one of those back in 2017. I think it was, uh, they also put on some coaching things as well. Uh, this year they allowed uh, a number of coaches to go out and shadow, uh, the teams, which was great for them to kind of get that experience. And I know uh, locally, I think Allison Timlin went out there and she was part of that shadowing and that experience of, of going. Um, Allison works out at Kevin Hames uh, Golf Center. Um, so yeah, this is just going to be great to have it back in the National Capital Region. This will be the first time when it's held in 2026, actually outside of Ontario. Um, it was originally a, a project with Golf Ontario and Golf Canada, um, this will actually be the first time in 2026 that it's held barely, barely. I was going to say barely outside <laughs> Ontario. I, I realize it. I realize it is on the Quebec side of yeah. the Ottawa River, but I mean that's just, that's as close to being in Ontario as you yeah, can pretty get much. around here, anyway. Yeah, pretty but yeah, much. it is in Quebec, so you got um, it. at the Royal Ottawa. Yep. Cool. All right, that's great. It's good yeah, to have it, it back fun. here. It's good for us when it's back here because it oh, gives yeah, us, for sure. It obviously gives us another big event to be able to talk about. Uh, uh, leading up to it and uh, during it and following it so that's that's always a good thing you got it. um so here's the here's the i'm not going to say the hottest topic in golf right now no, it certainly isn't but it is a big topic in golf right now um there's lots of uh lots of discussion lots of banter lots of opinion um but right now the the pga tour has the fall series the fall fedex cup series going on yeah which essentially is um, a series of events that is set to allow players that are outside of the um, the uh, the bubble for their tour for retaining their tour card for next year um, an opportunity to play events that will let them build position and right. get into that uh, top 125 I think right so um, there are those that are safe so anybody that obviously qualified for the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, wouldn't be in that right. in that mix. Yep. They're already safe, regardless of whether they made it through to the second or the third or the whatever um, uh, FedEx Cup event. Yep. So this is for those people. They're trying to get their card. 
They're grinding it out right to the end. It's a tour series event, obviously also designed to keep interest in the PGA Tour during a time of the year when normally there wouldn't be as much interest in a PGA Tour. Yeah, and it's providing playing opportunities for their members, especially the ones that couldn't get into some of the other yeah, events. because that's the, there's something people don't understand. Just because you have a PGA Tour card does not mean that you're playing as yeah. many events as you want. There's Definitely. priority, and then yes. there's reshuffling and so on that get that, that allows you to get positioned into some of those events. So this right. is your opportunity where you're likely, if you're at the bottom of that list, fighting for your FedEx, uh, for the FedEx Cup, um, top 125 or your pj tour card obviously this is where you're this is what you're doing for a bunch of weeks you got um which means these events generally are a little bit we'll call them weaker they don't get as much attention yes and they obviously have to bat their head and this is the reason why fedex moved so early so it didn't have to conflict with the most popular sport on american sports tv football where these events have to go up against football and now hockey, baseball, everything else. That's exactly. Going on. And it's yeah. tough. I mean, the, oh, the, the NHL season just started a couple of nights ago. Yep. The football season is is Underway. already into uh, three or four weeks. Baseball's uh, basketball preseason is just finishing up and they're going to start their regular season. Right. Um, the WNBA is finishing up finals. Baseball yep. is into the, is into, you know, the fall the playoffs. Uh, yep. playoff series. So, it's not easy for the PGA Tour to to get airtime and, and mm-hmm. get eyeballs yeah. when which, the events, which is important with sponsors, of course. Exactly, the events don't really showcase the top players right. in the world. The, so, the stars. So, announcement comes out that uh, Lexi Thompson, mm-hmm. um, you know, s- superstar on the LPGA Tour, obviously, yeah. uh, Solheim Cup member, um, she was granted or given. Uh, an exemption invited to participate in this week's uh, Shriners Children's uh, Open yep. uh, Open um, on the PJ Tour. So the question is: mm-hmm. Now she's the seventh woman to play an event on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um, just just so we make it clear, um, the first to do it was uh, was uh, Babe Zaharis. Zaharis. Yeah. Yep. Um, who who made a cut back in the day? Yeah, Annika was the only one so far. Yeah. Annika Sorenstam did it um, yeah. at the Charles Schwab Challenge, um, two thousand three. Susie Whaley did it. Who is uh, yep. cur- is she still currently? Uh, sorry, I'm I'm president of the PGA America. Like, she's still currently no, the president of the PGA. She, okay, she's not. She's a past president. Actually, I hosted a uh, webinar yes. with the GJAC with her earlier this year. So, but right. obviously, very still active as as far as a number of different things and fantastic lady. So uh, yeah. Michelle Wee West. Yep. Um, so she did it and she also, Michelle, we, we West was one of those ones that she, when she first came out as a, as a female superstar golfer, mm-hmm. the push was that she didn't she was want to play, play the LPGA. Yeah. She yeah, was going to yeah, play yeah. on the PGA tour. Well, yeah. clearly that didn't kind of go. Yeah. And then she ended up with a very long and healthy LPGA tour career that included right. the U S open championship. Right? Yeah. So. And she, and she's got the record. She played in eight or eight pga tour events Brittany lincecombe which i actually until until i we started doing the research for this forgot i forgot i forgot yeah. that uh, uh that britney lincecombe actually played uh in the, the barbasol. uh barbasol championship and uh yeah. uh shirley spork yeah uh, One so of we're the going pioneers. back to 1952 here right yeah. so yeah um and now Deep research here and now uh lexi thompson so yeah the question that we have is 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 this a win or lose situation for her Mm. and her brand um is it good publicity for the event um you know does it affect her reputation 
as a as a LPGA superstar if she does not play well, etc. Like things like that. So, yeah. so let let's start off, Scott. Just I'm going to ask you: mm-hmm. um, Is this is this good for the event? Slash, is this good for good or bad for Lexi? Okay, so let's start with good for the event. Would we be talking about the Shriners Children's nope. Open otherwise? Exactly. So nope. as far as the event is concerned, and it's, you know, it's like anything else from a, we'll call it from an exhibition standpoint. These these are um, these are sponsors exemptions that they're given that are unrestricted that they can give whoever to whoever they want. And we see it all the time. They mm-hmm. give them to celebrities and, and uh, all sorts of different people that may be known locally just to get attention in Canada. We've obviously seen, you know, PG tour Canada events, giving them to NHL players. So again, those players, no chance they'll ever make the cut in most cases. Uh, it's all about publicity and that's really what it's for. So uh, as far as it's good for this event, yeah, I, th- I think there's going to be a lot more eyeballs on this event. Uh, we're, you know, we're recording this on Thursday. She'll be out and playing four o'clock local time, uh, which will be later on tonight. Um, more people will be probably watching that than, um, they normally would for sure. Just, they want to see how it plays as far as her reputation. I don't really think she cares at this point because really, you know, she's an established LPJ tour player, mm-hmm. um, hasn't had the best year, but played well the, the last two weeks she's coming off, a, a, I think a seventh and a fifth. Um, I, I think it's, it's just her world that she wants to try it out, whether it's good, bad or otherwise. So there's always going to be critics. There's definitely going to be critics. There's people that obviously shoot out all the normal stuff, or whatever. Maybe they just don't understand how it, you know, how it works. And oh, she's taking a spot, or she's not taking a spot. This is not a guaranteed spot for someone else that's down in the ranking. This is an unrestricted spot. So, uh, from my perspective, I, I think it's good publicity for the event, and I think for her, good on her. Give give it a whirl. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts? Um. I'm going to be mixed on this. Um, sure. First of all, is it good for the event? Yes. I mean, obviously, an event yeah, like this easy. at this time during the year, um, not going to be that many eyeballs on it uh, from a, from the standpoint of TV coverage. Those that are in attendance are going to go watch it just because it's there. Right. Um, so they're going to get the attendance on site. They're now going to get more attendance because more people will be paying attention to Thursday and Friday. Um, it's kind of like uh, a little bit, you know, with uh, when when um, the PGA Tour Canada had the event here uh, at Eagle Creek this year, and and Claude yep. Giroux was, uh, yeah, exactly. was in the field. Yeah, and um, that's what I was sort of referring did Claude to. Claude Giroux expect to make the cut and contend? No, uh, no. Did he hope maybe he make the cut? Sure, maybe he hoped he put a couple good rounds together and made the cut. But realistically, he probably knew he wasn't making the cut. Sure. Why did the event do it if they knew that this guy? Well, because it's Claude Giroux. He's uh, he's an icon in the in the hockey world in Ottawa. He's a good golfer. It's not mm-hmm. like he sucks. Sure. And uh, he he added a lot more potential potential eyeballs mm-hmm. yeah. and traffic potentially. Yeah. Um, so good for the event. Yes. Good for Lexi. I don't see how it's going to hurt her brand any. Mm-hmm. Because she's already accomplished so much on the LPGA Tour as as a as a yeah uh, she's a major winner golf eleven time winner icon yeah so yeah. there's no there's no issue as that how she's established herself as an LPGA superstar uh, across the world iconic female golfer so I don't think it affects her brand any it's going to hurt anything in fact if anything it probably adds to her her uh, her Elevates brand and it. her exposure yeah. a little bit yeah where I think 
that there might be some gray area here is how what it does to the um, reputation of uh, of the LPGA tour and its players as a in, in general. And I mm. and, and I, let me quantify that by saying sure. or qualify this by, by saying this. I think that LPGA, I'm all mm. for. Um, sure. I love the LPGA. I watch LPGA Tour golf on TV uh, when I can. Um, I don't watch it over top of another event that might have more interest to me that's not an LPGA Tour event. But if if I've got time and there's LPGA Tour golf on, I watch it. Mm. Um, I think they're outstanding golfers. They're way better than I will ever be. Oh, and God, they're yeah. way better than 99% yeah. of the amateur male golfers out there that are good golfers will ever be. But. But. I know, what you're, not, I know where you're going to go with this. <laughs> if if Lexi Thompson goes out there, the superstar that she is on the LPGA Tour, and she yeah. shoots two rounds in the 80s yeah. in a weak field, weak course, weak conditioned mm. PGA Tour event, right. what does that say about the skill level of an, of an LPGA Tour golfer that isn't Lexi yeah. Thompson? If yeah, you're not Lexi Thompson and you're like barely making cuts on the LPGA and, and she yeah. goes out and does and basically craps the bed, mm -hmm. which is entirely possible mm -hmm. um, and does nothing of any mm -hmm. significance, then how does that reflect on the on the mid to lower end of the LPGA tour? It looks like, OK, well, there's these women out there playing on the LPGA tour, you know, shooting, you know, a couple under par, missing cuts. And yeah. making a hundred grand a year, whatever, which they don't, but that's the impression. Yeah. Because ignorance is bliss, right? I mean, it's right. they don't know the whole story, but it does to me, it you look back and go, okay, well, why would I watch a bunch of hacks playing on the LPGA tour? They can't right. even can't even make the cut on the PGA tour week event. That's yeah, that's I, where I, I see the gray area. Yeah, I guess that's the risk is as far as diminishing the overall game and the quality of those players. Um you know, we see the difference here. I mean, we'll talk about it in the in the reference of a you know a PGA club professional events. Mm -hmm. um, we saw you know like Sarah Landry this year from Rivermead. Now, when the women come and play in the men's events, they've now equated it so that they can play eighty seven percent of the yardage, and that sort of equates everything. And then you know she's competing. Mm -hmm. The different and and the thing is is that Lexi here is now you know she's has to compete because PGA Tour is basically you know we'll call it gender neutral she is playing off the exact same tees she's averaging 273 off the tee which sounds great but that means that 50 years less than, you know keep, yeah exa exactly she would be almost the dead last on on the tour uh, i think there's only one person that might be shorter um but yeah you're right that that has the risk for diminishing the quality and, and we know the quality of golf is unbelievable in the lpga tour it is. and and i think I think the uneducated would use that to judge against her. Sure, right. That I think that's a publicity risk. Uh, that you're probably correct. I mean, so far, I mean, she's happy because she's able to hit driver in every hole. She's at as far as from a yardage wise. Um, people that have played with her have been super impressed with her skill level and so forth. I don't think. I mean, we'll we'll put an over under if you want. Um, I don't think that she's going to shoot a bunch of 80s because I think this is an easy enough golf course that that's not going to happen. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of the, the person that's going to be the mad critic with all of a sudden it's, you know, two seventy fives and misses the cut by, you know, 10 and then people are going, Oh, see, they're terrible or whatever. So uh, yeah, I, I but see. Then the you have to look sure. at that. If that did happen, then you have to look and say, okay, well, how many PGA tour players right, in the are field behind lower? 
right you exactly. know then then yes. how does that how does that look to you know to, to them. them yeah it's like oh geez yeah so that's then, why and, i say there's there's that there's, yeah, there's that two good sides. for the event, there's good for sides, Lexi. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Lexi has a. It, I think she's in a win-win situation. Yeah, it's it's great publicity for her and her brand and her sponsors, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, it's great publicity for the PGA for that PGA Tour event. There's yeah. no negative on the PGA Tour for doing it because what do they got to lose? You right. know, but there is there is some gray area as it has affects the LPGA Tour and its players if she doesn't do well and ness and a little bit of eyeballs on those pga yeah. tour players that don't finish ahead of her like do yeah. you want to be the? do you want to be in her i could care less i, I know she's either. better than me i mean but, but if you're you know a PGA guys are tour have player ego, fighting right. for your fighting for your your card and getting up in the fedex cup standings and yeah. you don't make the cut and she does yeah you know i mean to me it's not a male female thing it's a golf versus golf thing and that's why i like the fact that in this case she plays the golf course exactly the same way that yeah. they play it because yeah, then sure. it's equal ground they yeah. can't come back and say oh yeah, she only made exactly. the cut because she played it right 80 exactly. yeah. longer whatever like that you take that out of the equation she is yeah. playing the same golf course under the yeah. same conditions at the same time as the men are playing it on the pga tour and if she does well then that yeah. means that she is in that same class of golfer if and she I'm... plays it an easier golf course yeah then people start to throw right. more questions right. out there. So yeah. I like the fact that they're doing it this way. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm 100% cheering in her corner that she does make the cut. Absolutely. Just because it will bury a lot of the headlines or the mm -hmm. chatter that you're going to, you know, naturally see on social media and so forth. So uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, and 100% will not change my opinion one way or the other oh, no. of what I think of Lexi Thompson as a no. as a golfer, whether no. she makes the cut. Uh, misses the cut, shoots two rounds in the 80s. I could care less. I know yeah. what she is. Yeah. And but you know what? Here, you know. Here's here's one thing. I'm going to give her a lot of props here. It's a brave move. Mm -hmm. It's a brave move. Not everybody's going to put themselves in that situation where you're open to that much criticism, putting yourself in that situation that a lot of people would perceive it as a, you know, almost a can't win. Um, but she's willing to put herself out there in also knowing that this is an important event for a local charity. Um, she's got a cool golf bag made by the, and she's got some stuff made, you know, re relative to the Shriners hospital. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, but yeah, it's brave on her to go out and do that, to face the kind of the music and maybe the criticism that, that could be out there, which, you know, unfortunately can be very toxic on social media. Um, but you know, in her corner, hopefully she makes it and she's the second uh, woman to make the cut on the uh, PGA tour. Uh, mm. After Babe Zaharias, who did it, you know, I think 1940, years, years 48, 1948. Does she have so. to wear long pants? <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. Now, I know, I know Annika, when she oh. played, she wore long pants. Yeah. Um, for for the uh, the rounds that she played, and I don't know if she had to because the PGA Tour yeah. dress code, there's a no shorts dress code, right? Correct. But on the LPGA Tour, obviously yeah. they wear well, shorts and skorts, and she yeah. wears sleeveless shirts on the LPGA always. Yeah wear sleeveless shirts on the LPGA tour. Right. So does she have to wear a sleeved collared shirt or a sleeved shirt? Well, I don't think the shirt matters on the PGA and, tour. And obviously pants. We've obviously seen, you well, know, she has to wear pants, but she has Tiger and so pants. forth. But yeah, we'll see if she has to wear long pants. Yeah. I mean, practice rounds, you can wear shorts or whatever, but yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good point. That'll be interesting to go. see for sure. I, I am not we'll just a to... pretty face people or, <laughs> or, or, to... or, a, or a sexy voice. <laughs> we're going to have to tune. I'm neither. 
Oh God, we're gonna have to tune in tonight to find that out. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got to take a break. Yes, sir. And um, I don't mind that because it's a quick one. But when we come back from the break, we are going to uh, we're going to talk about the the Cabot like quote Cabot like uh, success formula mm-hmm. um, for golf courses and golf facilities. Um, that right after this uh, quick thirty uh, second break. You are listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Potter and Scott McLeod. Stay with us. The Canadian Pro Shop Online has all the best gear for Canadian golfers. Amazing prices on all the top brands in one place. The latest drivers, irons, putters, and more. The Canadian Pro Shop Online is the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online today at CanadianProShopOnline.com. <laughs> and we're back <laughs> laughing like a couple of uh, children in school. Um, we're okay. back here at the Flagstick Podcast. I'm Jeff Butter. This guy's Scott McLeod. Uh, we had a great front nine. Talked about a lot of cool things. Um, and I want to remind you that uh, we do have a free Flagstick Digest newsletter that you can subscribe to at flagstick.com. News, information, and more direct to your inbox. Uh, a few more weeks, and we'll be making that draw among our subscribers, current or new, Uh for a Xander Shoffley uh, autographed cap. You may have seen it on social media. You're about to see it again now. Look at that thing. The golf cap. With the Xander Shoffley autographed on it. That could be yours. Go to flagstick.com and subscribe. Um, Scott's just going to figure out how to put his equipment back together there. Um, So. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Easy now. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to the back nine, uh, presented this week by Castleview Golf Club, only a short 25-minute drive from Ottawa. This 18-hole layout is renowned for its superb conditions and unsurpassed service, making it a must-play in the capital region. 5, 10, and 20-round packages are available. Visit castleview.com for more information. Another great golf course to play in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, Another one for colors. The trees pop there, too. Yeah. So, Pippity yeah. pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Pop. All right. Here we go. We're going to discuss uh, the Cabot-like formula. We'll call it the Cabot-like yeah. formula. What is the Cabot-like formula, Scott? Why don't you why don't will, you break out the it. marketing dictionary <laughs> and tell our okay. viewers and listeners what is the Cabot-like well, formula? Well, obviously, for I'm just back from Cabot, Cape Breton. Yeah, you uh, are. If people are not familiar with it, they have the number one and number two golf courses in Canada. But do they? Uh, they do. Okay. Um, as far as some rankings have them in there. Um, but the cool part about Cabot and other top end facilities, and, and we've been to a number around the world, uh, is that there's a lot of things that go into why they're successful. And marketing is part of it. Uh, operations is a huge part of it, which obviously blends into their marketing side of it. And we could go on about, we can have 10 different podcasts about this, um, mm-hmm. but we want to talk a little bit about, and I mean, obviously, like I said, I was just at Cabaki Brighton. You were down there. We were down there a few years ago. Uh, you've been through kind of the experience. I think the big thing here is the takeaways and the lessons that other golf facilities can take from uh, those places, whether they are, you know, that level of golf course or not, that can help make them successful. So, you know, we'll dig into a few different things. We don't have the time to do many, many. We could be running multiple seminars on that, but we'll talk a little bit about why those places become so successful, why they stand out, 
why they become aspirational, especially for people that haven't been there. And then also for people that have already been there and why they want to go back. Okay. So let's, let's start this off, Scott, with a, with a little visual. Sure. Uh, for those that are watching on YouTube, those that aren't watching on YouTube, if you can see this uh, through your audio podcast, good for you. Um, you just recently got back from TPC Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and one of the things that golf courses do is they host tournaments. Yeah. Lots of them, if you're lucky. And if you're not lucky, you should be asking yourself what you're not doing to get more tournaments. Um but one of the things that happens at a lot of tournaments is what we call the box lunch. Yep. And it happens a lot where tournaments are shotgun starts and everybody's carts are all lined up and it happens right around noon, sometimes 11 o'clock, sometimes there are 10 o'clock shotgun that goes through lunch and you get a box lunch as part of your entry fee. Yep. And generally speaking, there's a bag of food yep. or, a or there's a styrofoam box. or, pl- or right. box container yep. that has food in it. And you eat your food and then you chuck your container in the in the recycling or the trash. Okay. So what's wrong with that picture? And you how have, could you how could you yeah. correct that picture? You may have missed an opportunity. Exactly. And how what opportunity have you missed? Scott is going to show you what he got from TPC Toronto at Osprey Valley. That's a lunch pail. For those lunch. of you that can't see it, it's a standard children's metal lunch Scooby-Doo. pail. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, but it doesn't have Scooby Doo on it. So it's a lunch pail. Yeah. So that's what your boxed lunch came in. Yeah. And it's branded with the TPC Toronto at Osprey Valley logo on it, uh, forever to be taken away from the golf course and maybe never used for a lunch again. Yes. But will be put on a shelf in most cases because of the fact that it's a commemorative type decorative thing. We all have these things kicking around our house, stuff right. from golf courses that we've played that has logos on it. If I showed you the, I don't have, yeah, there you go. You got a cabin putting cup. Putting cup. Okay. So that we're going to start there because yeah. that's the most recent thing. But this is one simple, simple thing that golf courses right. can do. Now I can tell you right off the bat, having dealt with purchasing merchandise um, overseas mm-hmm. um, numerous times. And the quality that you can get, those lunch pails mm-hmm. probably, I'm going to say probably, logoed and shipped from from Alibaba.com yep. uh, over to here mm-hmm. were probably like maybe 75 cents to a dollar a piece. Maybe. Yep. And it, yep. it might even be cheaper than that. Yeah, depending um, on quantity. So if you order, if you know you're going to use them for all your box lunches or all your tournaments throughout the year, you could probably order like a thousand of these things or right. more. Oh, more. Yeah. And it I mean, probably I... will cost you next to nothing yeah. logoed. Yeah. You put your box lunch in it mm. and you give it to all the participants. It's got a clasp on it, so it's not going to yeah. open up. I mean, they have to pay Keep for it in box. a little compartment to... in the cart. They have and to pay then... for boxes or bags, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, how much are you paying for your little styrofoam containers that can yeah. end up in the landfill or yeah. in, the, in, the, in the recycling, maybe? A lot of them end up in the landfill. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, for sure. So that's one simple thing. And it doesn't, yeah, I mean, but here's the part that scares people. It's the cost. Everybody looks at these things and they don't do the research and they don't, maybe they didn't even think of the idea in the first place, but it's the cost of these things to think, oh, well, I'm I'm trying to compete 
trying yeah. to get the cost of my tournament down to $45 or $55 a person. Because they're trying to make their profit rate then rather yeah. than thinking about their future profit. So if those lunch pails logoed cost you a dollar a piece and you're mm -hmm. charging $50 for a tournament. So you oh, charge $51. It's going to be way over that. But anyways, $51 yes. yeah. Yeah. is what you would charge instead of 50 yeah, you make one dollar per person less. Now, yes, in the grand scheme of things, over the course of the year, with all the tournaments you do, you might end up losing, you know, five or six or seven thousand dollars in revenue mm -hmm. by by not, sure. you know, absorb by absorbing the cost or just passing that dollar on. You don't lose anything, but it's a simple thing. It's an investment. I mean, you know? it's an investment for a number of reasons. I'll I'll, I'll put it this way: uh, one, while you're at that event, you've now given the person a souvenir of your mm -hmm. facility, you've created a positive experience. And you have to remember every time that you go to a golf course, every sing, single, single thing that happens that is a positive experience adds to the equity that you have with that consumer for their thoughts about the place going on. Mm -hmm. um, as I have already, I've shown it to a number of people, right? So you're marketing to other people already because I'm showing that off. I'm not showing off the lunch bag. I'm not showing off a styrofoam container. I mean, they're gone already. And as you mentioned, it's going to be at my home. I'm going to look back at that with fond memories. It's going to remind me of having a good time there. And it's going to give me the desire to go back. So that money spent is in fact an investment in attracting the people to come back. And you're right. That's just a great example of, you know, and we're using Cabot as an example. We're not just mm -hmm. saying it's the only one, uh, TPC Toronto obviously as well, but it's an example of things that you can do that are part of the experience that are marketing to make a difference in the experience and the willingness for people to come back and what they feel the value they got from being at your facility. So, the question that some people might say or some people might have is they say, okay, yeah. So so Cabot, another thing we talked about is is having putting cups in your rooms. Like when you're when right. you're on one of these Pinehurst vacations or Cabot vacations or yep. whatever vacation it is, golf PEI, and you go into your hotel room and and you get all situated and there's a putting cup with mm -hmm. a logo in it on the sure. floor that you can keep and take with you. So that's cool for a travel destination or a stay and play. That's a golf related stay and play. It's a cool little idea. Cause what do you want people to do? You want them fooling around, playing little putting games. They're golfers in that's the hallway or in their yep. room. That's what they do. And you got a little takeaway that they can drop in their, in their living room with a, you know, whatever. It shows now, you've thought about them. Exactly. So the question that you're probably asking yourself is, okay, look, I'm a green fee golf course that charges 55, 65, $75 for a round of golf. I'm not a stay and play package. Mm -hmm. um yeah okay the, t the the lunchbox thing is a cool idea i could try that what can i do that's not an overly expensive thing to do that can provide somebody with a takeaway from my golf course that reminds them and everybody else around them that they've played my golf course and i've given them something a little extra mm -hmm. for their money mm -hmm. that somebody else might not do and the one that always comes to mind for me is a bag tag Mm -hmm. And it seems to me bag tags seem to have gone the way of the dodo here. I don't, I don't know. No, I still members, see a lot well, of private members, clubs. And, yep. Yeah. Members or yep. private clubs, they have guest tags. But why right. can a green fee course um, not have a, a bag tag, pre-made mm -hmm. bag tags? You can get these things done from lots of local places, but I guarantee you can get them done overseas too if you want to order them by the thousands. 
Yeah. Um, you can get them done a heck of a lot cheaper. And then you just custom print somebody's name, the guest that day, you put it in the yeah. little name bar and you make sure you don't just give it to them. No. You make sure that your starter yes. has the bag tags. Yes. Not the green, not the guy in the clubhouse, no. the, 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 the pro shop. The starter right. has the bag tags and the starter straps the bag tag onto the bag. Cause here's the other thing. Most people don't remember to take them off if they don't want them on. They just leave right. them on. Yeah. Okay. So then they stay on your bag mm-hmm. for the better part of a whole season of golf. Market your golf course. Everybody else sees the bag tag yeah. that says, you know, Falcon Ridge Golf Course Guest. Yeah. And it has your name and it has the cool little logo. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Cool little logo. Mm-hmm. Dumb logo. Nobody wants it hanging around. I mm-hmm. guarantee you 100%. Yeah. If the logo looks stupid, I'm not buying a shirt. Yeah. I'm not buying a hat. I'm not buying a t-shirt right. or anything with the logo yeah. on it because it's a stupid looking logo. So yeah, better so let's, make sure the logo looks good. Yeah, let's get to the logo in a second because there's a lot of things that go into that. But I will, I'll mention another item that's good. One of the problems, and here's the thing, golf courses can help solve their own problems. One problem they have all the time, especially if it's green fee traffic versus member traffic, members have a tendency to take care of their own golf courses. Mm-hmm. You know, they tend to fix their ball marks. Guess a lot of maybe public players, maybe there's a percentage there. They, they they don't have the same attachment to the facility. Maybe they don't look for them that hard. Something as simple as a pitch mark re- repair tool yeah. that's got your logo on it. People feel they're getting extra value from a gift standpoint. So don't, don't try to sell them to that. You know, work it into your green fee pricing yeah. and gift it to them. So again, they feel the value. They have it in their hands there's chances are they're going to fix a few more ball marks. So it actually helps you out a little bit because that's money and time that you'd be spending on your green screw as it is. But again, it's a little touch that keeps them back. And I see them all the time. I mean, I've got dozens around the house where all of a sudden I dig into my pocket and I pull it out and I'm like, Oh, I remember playing that golf course. Oh yeah. I forgot I played that. It was really good. Hey, I should go back there. So yeah, it's stuff like that. But as you said, as we get to the logos and I'll, I'll use a quick sample and then, I'll let you get to it because you do a lot of logos for golf courses, but I will tell you, I've been into uh, one particular golf course, I've been a couple that are the same example, but uh, a golf course that would, you'd go in there and they complain. And I, I look at this because obviously we come back from a retail perspective as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're involved in, in the golf retail perspective, but they wonder why they don't sell as much merchandise. Now they're smart enough. They make sure they'll logo their merchandise so that people can get that merchandise elsewhere so if you're going to buy it, you're going to buy it there but they've retained a historic logo that wasn't very good in the first place and they're not listening to people and they're not surveying them and going why are you not buying stuff in the pro shop and they say well i don't really like the logo because they have a, a personal attachment to it and they feel they need to have it rather than going okay i need to have the logo that's going to sell my golf course is going to sell goods. It's going to be, and I'll let you get to it because I know it's very important as far as how the logos are created. So how they can be used and so forth. So why don't you explain a little bit about maybe what you do? And obviously Cabot's very distinctive. They've got their, their ship as far as the John Cabot ship. They've also got the blue lobster for over in the cliffs course. Um, why don't you explain a little bit about the process and why it's important and what maybe changes it's done for golf courses that, you know, you've worked with. Well, here's the thing. So when it comes to the logo, the logo, I mean, everything's you got to have some, it has to be some unique identifier of your, of who you are. Right. Uh, so whether it's related to the name of the facility or whether it's an iconic symbol that represents the facility that has nothing to do with the name. So for example, Metcalf Golf Club, 
um, had a logo for a very long time that was uh, two oak trees um, with a diamond shape around it. Very complex logo, extremely complex logo. So when you're embroidering on a shirt or a hat, something that complex with that many small little embroider stitches, they call them and they, they come in what we call stitch counts. So a logo like that might be 20,000 stitches. And a simpler logo might only be 5,000 stitches. Well, mm -hmm. the stitch count costs you money. Yeah. That is really what it comes down to. However, even that, that the logo was outdated. Yeah. Um, it was complex, it's... very hard to see the words Metcalf in it. Yeah. So it was really difficult to go, okay, what is that yeah. if it is on a shirt or a hat? So um, they did commission us a while back now, and I don't even remember the exact year that it was, but I, be I believe it was in and around uh, one of the anniversary dates um, that we modified the logo. Right. And we changed the logo to an oak leaf. Mm -hmm. And then with a scripted Metcalf Golf Club, uh, Metcalf was very primary, Golf Club was very secondary. Mm -hmm. So what, what did we do there? Well, the iconic tree that is um just outside the patio for the uh, at the metcalf golf course uh, by the clubhouse yep, that tree is is hundreds hundreds yep. of years old yeah. still standing it's an oak tree so we took an but oak everybody leaf. but everybody who's been there has seen that tree exactly and everybody that knows tree it. they take pictures they underneath that oak tree with the flower right. beds and stuff it's just yep. it's right there off the patio and everything yep. so we used the oak leaf created mm -hmm. a simplified logo and highlighted the word metcalf yeah. Um, that logo, when you look into their going to their pro shop, you can now get a shirt that has that full logo on it. You can also mm -hmm. get a shirt that just has the oak leaf on it. Mm -hmm. And um, and because you created that versatility as far as the logo, and you mentioned already, from an anniversary standpoint, mm -hmm. you can sell special edition anniversary product that hasn't, you know, has basically some extra things there that all of a sudden you can prompt your sales because yeah. it's like this anniversary product is only here for this amount of time, whether that's a 20th, 25th, 50th, 100th for a golf course that you can prompt and get more uh, sales on top of your usual. Logo yeah. Now we've done logos. I mean, I've done logos that are very complicated process logos that you're, you're doing multiple designs going back and forth for weeks, mm -hmm. trying to come up with something that your sure. client ultimately really likes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes a logo can take no more than a day. Yeah, um, because you've you've hit on exactly what needs to be hit on, and the client you give them a couple of variations of what you've created. They love exactly what you've created, and you don't really go back and forth very much. But there mm -hmm. is a there can be a complex or a simple process to it. Um, the question that I always have always put out there you know, with every golf course is, um, would you buy the shirt? Yes, it's really exactly. what it comes down to. When yeah. I visit other golf courses you know, around the world, when I'm playing golf courses around the world. And I always like to take something home with me that has the logo yeah. on it. Yeah. If the, <laughs> if the logo sucks and yeah, I don't it, like it, it doesn't happen. I'm not, then I buy the golf, then I get the golf ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get the right. simplest thing yeah. that has a logo to say that yeah. I've been here. Yeah. Uh, might be a bag tag. I used to collect so your, bag tags. So your purchase price drops Yeah. What down I buy from the pro shop depends down. on the on how visible what this thing looks like if i'm wearing it if i really right. like the logo i'm buying a hat or yeah. i'm buying a shirt or i'm buying a, a quarter zip or right. a vest or something sometimes i'll buy a flag if they put the flag mm -hmm. the logo on the flag like it really sure. my purchase level the spend goes mm -hmm. up if i like the logo yeah of the course that i'm playing at so yeah. it's something to keep in mind from the standpoint of branding is 
your logo is is like that iconic thing from your golf course that everybody can take away the more opportunity you have to give somebody something that they can take away and display mm -hmm. whether it's on their bag on their body whatever it is um that's your opportunity to market constantly it's yeah. it's just constant marketing that yeah, doesn't mean you don't spend money marketing your facility from an no, advertising no, standpoint. No, that's important. That's a whole, that's that's a not whole what other this, topic. Yeah, that's yeah. another, and that we yeah. probably won't do that on a show. But, but from the standpoint of branding your facility and coming up with unique ideas, like mm -hmm. you know, I mean, even something as simple as the flag mm -hmm. uh, that's on the golf course. Why don't you have your logo on your flag? Why are mm -hmm. you having? Why do you have solid red flags on your golf yeah, course? Exactly. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid red flag, front, middle, back. Great. Tea boxes. Tea markers. Uh, Be unique with your tea markers too. Like your golf I, I just, course is. I just like... I just posted today uh, uh, on our. I don't know if it was on our TikTok. Anyways, but I posted a just an icon of a logo that was on the putting cup sticks. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's all the opportunities for the reminders. To, there isn't to, to cement your brand into people's brains. There, there isn't a single piece of signage. Um, at your facility that should not have your logo on it. And I yeah. mean, if you have a sign that says, keep off the grass, ground under repair, if yeah. you have a sign that says, uh, hold to this way, or or whatever the case may be, it has to have your logo on it. I'm, I'm, and, and it may seem trivial to you, but it's not. It's not. Your yeah. logo needs to be on every single piece of visual yeah. um, that a golfer will have at your facility. It needs mm -hmm. to be on the door going in the clubhouse in some fashion. It needs to be in the restaurant. It needs to be on tent cards on the dining tables in the in the restaurant. Yeah. It needs to be in the pro shop. Every sign that you have in the pro shop saying this is on sale, this is on sale, here's the price of this, the hang tags on your clothing, yeah. all of it has to have your logo on it. So at Cabot, for an example, they have and, and I'll 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 mention a couple of things that are in the room. And obviously it's not as relevant to you know public golf courses and so forth. But um, if you look at the chair that they have, so they have a plastic chair that they put with the table when you're, you know, where you're gonna sit down, maybe do some work or whatever, it's got the logo on it. And we've seen that if you look on our social media, I've posted on it. The other side of it, that chair is clear. The reason that that chair is clear is because in those rooms. All the rooms face the water, mm -hmm. which again is an important thing because that's what part of the reason why people are there that adds value to it. These things are all thought out. They're engineered, right? Every little piece of it is engineered, but the logo is there and the logo is on everything because people want to take the logo home and mm -hmm. they've made it desirable by having the facility doing so many great things at the facility and we'll, you know again we'll we'll do continual shows on on some of the different aspects of of what goes on in some of these operations to make uh people you know have a an affinity for these places but the logo's there and man yeah i mean there's there's people running into the pro shop to get stuff running yeah. into the pro shop because the, the logo appeals to them but if that logo wasn't any good at all they would not be buying phone cases. They would not be buying hats. They would not be buying head covers. Uh, I mean, I get it. They're not always going to be back to those locations again, but the difference. Somebody will be. The, yeah. But the difference is when you're in that pro shop and people go in, they're like, Ooh, that's a really cool logo. Even if, even if they've never had a great experience at the golf course, mm -hmm. if you've got a great piece of merchandise that is logoed probably because it's got a really appealing logo, People will go, oh, I, I want to have that on my golf bag no matter where I'm going to go. I'm going to buy a head cover. I'm going to buy a putter cover, whatever the case may be. So 
you know, that's what these golf courses are engineering and thinking about. And the courses that just put it as secondary and they think of the revenue as only being just their green fee revenue. I mean, in a time when golf courses, especially the last couple of years, were filling their tee sheets, places need to look for growing the revenue and having different revenue streams. And part of the way to do that is in their merchandising, but in that recognition of their logo. So that automatically, as you said, when people start to look at Maybe it's your social media presence. Maybe it's your marketing presence on, you know, our website, for an example. Instantly, they should see the logo and affiliate it with your place. If they don't, that's a problem. It's got to tell a story in a very small little piece of graphic, you know? Yeah, 100%. There are are literally hundreds of things that you can do at your facility. Now, I think, you know, we've kind of taken this part of the show and kind of directed the the content mm-hmm. uh, at golf course operators but there's a lot of direct boards of directors members at facilities that maybe want to see something different at their club you right. go to your managers go to your board go to your your course owners and and say that you heard this on the podcast and here's the thing um yeah we get paid to do this kind of stuff you know yeah. when it comes to the actual work but i've done lots of logos lots of design work, lots of consulting for lots of golf courses throughout Eastern Ontario and beyond. Um, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what I do. This is what I know. If you're not sure your facility and you want to engage some new ideas that you Mm -hmm. maybe you don't haven't thought about, you want, you want custom head covers to sell in your pro shop, or you want custom head covers to give away at a big tournament. It doesn't have to be as expensive as some of what you think. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I don't like, you know, I'm not trying to take business away from, um, you know, some of our, it wouldn't no. be our partners, but I'm not trying to take business away from some, some companies that sell custom head covers or bag tags, but it doesn't have to be as expensive as you think. Talk no. to me. I can yeah. show you how it might not be as expensive as you think. And, yeah. and I can work with you to create some ideas that are unique and different um, mm-hmm. that fall along this line, you know? Yeah, with, I, and I, th- I think it's shaping that. And that's really important this time of year for golf courses to really be thinking about shaping what their image is going to be. And especially now, as we go into a more of a digital type economy, uh, mm-hmm. it's shaping what their appearance and look is. And, you know, we, we put up facilities like cabin. Well, we can talk more about that in future shows, but you know, Pinehurst, Bandon Dunes. I mean, some of these premium places, they're that not just because they're great golf courses, they're there for a lot of other things and people would be shocked at what their revenue streams look like in their merchandising and so forth, but it's all thought out. This is mm-hmm. not just, you know, okay, uh, I've got an idea. Let's try it out. You know, put it through the experts that are actually doing that. I mean, you might be really great at running your golf facility, but you're not also maybe running around the world and seeing what's very successful out there and what are unique ideas that are actually attracting people, especially as the market changes, what you saw, you know, 20 years ago is not maybe what's popular with the golfer that's out there today. Mm -hmm. And there's no need to guess when you have people that are involved in that aspect of it that you can ask. Exactly. Solid, solid back nine. We'll call it, we'll call that a well under par back nine, but yeah, uh, a well over par, uh, 
uh, conversation. Yeah, I think we have more to talk about that, especially with, yes. you know, regards to details at facilities and maybe things that we see that are, are good. And we've got lots of time over the wintertime to have some shows regarding that. And yeah. if people have certain topics that they're interested in, like reach out. I mean, maybe yeah. that's a case of, you know, um, maybe you've got a suggestion or you've got some questions about particular things and it could become a topic for us. So, you know, yeah, if you're listening, out. if you're watching or listening to us right now and you're at a golf course or you've been to a, a golf course on your travels that provided you something really cool or unique that you've never gotten anywhere else, um, share it with us. Yeah, Jump on sure. social, uh, you know, take a picture of it, maybe share it on social, uh, message us, put it on Put an exit to us. Yeah. Yeah. Send, <laughs> send a post, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you uh, like. Exit but, or Insta, yeah. Insta that, Insta that to us. Um, I mean, these, these things are cool. I mean, this is the putting yeah. cup from Cabot that yeah. they have in the rooms. And yes, I got one because I think it's a, it's a cool thing that um, I will make use of. Sure. Right. And it's just, it's just neat. And I mean, it went from being something that was just in the room to boy, I need to buy one of those. Uh, and you know, it just happens to have the logo on it and, but it's a neat product. So yeah. good on you, Ben Cowan Dewar and Kendall and everybody at Cap at Cape Breton. There's lots of ways to make use of your, uh, we'll call it your facility inventory, not Correct. necessarily pro shop inventory, but your facility yeah. inventory to brand your, your product, yeah. um, and provide people with a cool takeaway that makes them think about you all season long and even through the off season. Yeah. There you go. Great touches. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, obviously, Metcalf Golf Club, Castleview Golf Club, uh, our presenting sponsor this week, Canadian Pro Shop Online, with amazing prices and all the latest brand name golf equipment, all in one convenient location online. It has never been easier to upgrade your game. Whether it's drivers, irons, putters, or whatever your golf game needs, the Canadian Pro Shop Online has the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online today at CanadianProShopOnline.com. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the show this week and you continue to show, enjoy and uh, hearing us and watching us. Uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, uh, X, Facebook, TikTok. Subscribe on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you podcast us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell. Make sure you never miss a single episode. Get over to flagstick.com for more amazing golf content delivered every day and subscribe to the Flagstick Digest newsletter. Um, as always, we do appreciate you tuning in to us. Uh, until next week, I'm Jeff Potter. I'm Scott McLeod. Always remember, open stick.